Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Scent with Emphasis. I am sitting across the astronomers right now. I'm very excited to have them here. Welcome, you both. Thanks for having us. We're so excited to be here. I'll give you guys the chance to introduce yourself. So tell us who you are. Tell us your role in the band. So I'm Ben. I'm the producer for the astronomers and do a lot of like behind the scenes music business stuff for the group. I'm Michael, singer-songwriter for the astronomers. And uh, I don't live with Ben, so we make sure we get everything done when we can, and we're here at Ben's house right now. Absolutely. Guys, this is the first time I was telling them this. The first time that I've recorded in a studio that isn't in my college town and that isn't in a tiny closet in my home. So we're sitting in this nice living room. They're having like their band manager set everything up. And I'm like, this is awesome. I, I told him, I think I'm just going to start recording here more. So I'm just going right. to show up. If you guys see me randomly, just just ignore me. It's going to be fine. No, yeah, I had to, we had to set the scene. I was like, yeah. we're, we're here. We're at a nice location. Yeah. Comfy yeah. chairs. I usually just sit on the floor. So this is seriously so nice. I absolutely love it. Moving um, on. So kind of how I want to do this podcast is obviously everyone wants to know about you guys. Everyone wants to know about the band. But I want to talk about you guys as individuals before we talk about the band. So each one of you, how did you kind of get into music? When did you know that that was something you wanted to pursue? Did you grow up playing an instrument? Tell us the whole backstory. Uh, it's funny. I was just talking to Ike about this yesterday, but like up until like I was 11, I really wasn't into music at all. I was like in sports when I was younger and stuff. Wasn't really into it. And then in fifth grade, I was just so excited to like join band tenor sax in fifth grade like that was the first thing i did i and love it i was just so excited to like take it home and like figure it out and then uh yeah you know it kind of stemmed into like going into jazz band in middle school meeting michael uh then i picked up like guitar and started watching videos on that and then we did like our cover band in high school um and then i you know toward the end of high school i got into production and that was like that was like the game changer for me or like this is like unlimited possibilities um you know you could be really creative and there's like no rules to it and that's and for those listeners who don't know what production is or what that kind of means how would you describe that uh it's basically like, like making it sound good so like adding you know the drums in adding like cool sound effects in doing like cool vocal effects and well, like all from your laptop from yeah on like the laptop like produced on a laptop like that's right. your instrument the, yeah the laptop so is my cool. instrument when people yeah. ask like oh like what do you play i'm like well i do guitar and piano for our shows but like i can't really shred it either i shred on the laptop yeah you're like do you know <laughs> what a macbook is that's my instrument yeah exactly <laughs> that's a, yeah that's a so that's yeah. that's me yeah awesome i think yeah um you know there's some people out there that grow up like born into something you know i'm sure lebron james grew up and he was like i'm gonna be a basketball player you know right off the bat and so he worked at it every single day i didn't join choir until i was 16 so a sophomore in high school that's like when i like started to really sing or figure out how to really sing and like i didn't write every day until i was a freshman in college and Mm -hmm. meaning we started the astronomers when we were freshmen in college so like i didn't start writing music until we literally started the band like some people write and then they start a band but yeah for us i think we had an unorthodox come up into being musicians like we didn't really start with that was the passion it just kind of turned into it which i think has made it more sustainable because it hasn't been this like whole life journey quest I actually appreciate you both saying that too because I feel like so many bands, especially so many 
smaller more local I wouldn't say you guys are small at this point by any means but more of a local band it's like I started singing when I was three years old I would always perform for my family it's just been my lifelong dream and that's just not how it always goes and usually that's not how it is so that's just it's interesting too and for both of you to say that you got into it not even later as in 10 later as in 15 16 yeah yeah that's so interesting. I mean, I was I was going to school for construction management my freshman year of college. So really, like not even considering like music as like a real possibility. I always just thought it would be like a hobby. It's kind of like a fun little side thing. Uh, yeah, glad I and transferred. Well, <laughs> yeah, because like the thing with music is to really do that full time, you have to be able to balance it with other other things. Like I graduated with a radio, TV, film major. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a music major. I was for a little bit. It's another story. <laughs> but like balancing, having other things in your life to balance out your passion will make that grow so much more sustainable and just better. Yeah. So do you guys feel as if if you would have majored in music or you would have just skipped the whole college thing and gone right into it, it would have been a different story. Do you think you would have gotten sick of it at this point? I don't think honestly I don't think it would have happened because we we started it in college Mm -hmm. and I think you know this might be a a lame excuse or kind of like a bad way to put it but college is kind of the reason we got to where we are now yeah and sure that might be a lot of money to start something (laughs) (laughs) like completely different than college um but Ben and I lived together you know he transferred yeah to where I was sophomore year mm-hmm. and we started like we bunked our beds in a room to make a studio on the other side that is and like so we awesome. didn't go out you know on the weekends like every I don't know every, all of our friends would be like come on let's you know this is the address we can't we're working on a song and it now. wasn't that we didn't well we kind of just didn't want to but we just loved to take the time that we had to work on getting to where we needed to be. Yeah. And that's what it takes sometimes. Like you got to put in the work and we had the drive to, and it's cool to see it pay off. And like you said, it's all about balance, but you still need to know when to say no, just because you're balancing. Everything doesn't mean you can do everything all the time. You still have to prioritize. Like you guys said, that's so huge. And I think in college, a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah. Like not, being able to say no yeah like saying (laughs) no to things is really hard in college because you're trying to make friends you're trying to put yourself out there but like when you're done with college you know what do you have to say for like what how are you going to get past that that break then you know when you're trying to find a job or like this and that and yeah it's yeah so going off of that is are either one of you pursuing a different career right now? I know you said construction management you started with. Are either of you having other jobs outside of this, or is this kind of your main focus? This is the main focus now. I had a job uh, last July through October at a tech company uh, for like only like three months, and then we were going on tour and some other stuff, so I just ended up leaving that, and uh, we've just been doing this, and he just graduated, so now we can really like put all of our focus and time into it and we're adding like more structure to our days yeah with like every day 11 to 12 we have a daily meeting now with our managers that's uh, awesome and we really like it's been i remember i brought up to you actually first like you know like i don't think we need to do a daily meeting every day i think we should do it like every other day and you're like trust me we should do it every day, every day. and like now i see like the benefits of it it's Dude, it's great it's been a grind 
of a two and a, like we started the Monday after I graduated. Like yeah. party on Saturday, sleep on Sunday. Start Monday on was Monday. Monday was was the was the ground, hit ground running. And I'm technically <laughs> still employed uh elsewhere. Technically. Um I'm not going to name names. <laughs> a lot of people know they've seen me there. I have a discount and it's nice. Um <laughs> we don't know how long that's going to last. I haven't worked there in a, like a month. But so. it's not necessarily <laughs> like a career. Like you guys no. are trying oh, to oh, build up is, the corporate yeah. ladder kind of thing. Like this is it. No, yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of people ask, like, is this full time? It is full time. You know, this is. You have to treat it like a job. This is how we're paying the bills yeah. now. And like, that's the goal. If you're able to like pay rent and you're able to do your live your life, like doing what you love. That's the dream. Well, you know what? This house is much bigger than I thought it was going to be. I truthfully thought it was going to be a little shack of a college house, like something yeah. I was used to. <laughs> so you said. This is so much nicer. I actually love it. So it must be paying well enough. The bills must be. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But let's get right into the band. All right, guys. Yeah. First and foremost, how did you start? I remember you as Orange Afternoon. So yeah. how did this all process begin? I know you kind of covered it a little, but take me through the <clears throat> journey of the conversation you guys first had yeah so in high school i was doing like a lot of copyright free stuff like on youtube just basically gaming instrumentals for like the youtube community or gaming community on youtube uh and a lot of people were like kind of using my you know shitty little instrumentals in their in their videos uh and i got like ten thousand subs when i was 18 uh, for those of you who don't know subs is subscribers yeah. he and was uh, really hungry and just loved subs yep yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yep he just ate a ton yeah love subway um and then yeah my manager reached out to me uh in april or february of 2018 and hopped on a call and he was like i really didn't have anything going other than like the small little youtube channel uh but he he was interested in like what i had to say like he thought i was sounded really passionate and driven and started working with him and then I think it was like December of 2018 I was just kind of sick of putting out copyright free stuff like you don't make money on it it's a good yeah. way to grow an audience but it was just kind of old and I was just getting bored of it so I, I emailed my manager I'm like I'm thinking about making this a duo like I have a friend from high school that I think you know can write and sing and like I want to get lyrics on the songs now so he thought it was like a cool idea and stuff. So then in February of 2019, when I was at Platteville uh, in the dorm, you know, I, I FaceTimed Michael and like, I feel like we really haven't even like at that point, we really didn't even talk that much. Like we were still Which friends. Is so weird. To I think, know. Like us not. Were talking. you guys just kind of class friends? Like you saw each other at school and it was well, one of those friendships? Well, like, you know, like you said, we were in our cover band in high school. So like we knew, we knew in high school. Like, we were great friends. But then we went to two different colleges. So we just kind of stopped. I would say for that first semester of our freshman year, we didn't really chat. No, yeah. we didn't. Yeah, we really didn't see each was other that, that much. Was that cover band meant to go into college? Was it meant to mm -hmm. pursue further than it did? You know, our friends Josh and Ike were still in high school. And then, you know, the other members of the band kept it going with some new members. And I think there was a plan to kind of make it like a just pass it down yeah, kind of cover band, which would have been so cool. It didn't uh, end up being that. But, yeah, it was when we got to college, we knew it was like, you know, on to a different thing. And backtrack a little. How did that cover band start? That was 
myself, Ben, and then our other friend, Connor, we started a band called BMC. Oh my so, gosh, yeah, I remember like, that. Yeah, we were like 14 when we started this, and we had like our biggest aspiration was playing the farmer's market. Like, we were like, oh, my gosh. Like, can I can't you imagine? Wait, right? I can't wait to play this cover of Riptide that <laughs> no one else market. has ever heard before. You're like, yeah. Vance Joy is going to yeah. come to the farmer's market <laughs> and gonna, fucking sponsor us. We're going to be making millions. No. And so we started that, and then we added Josh and Ike, and ironically called it BMI JC. Sounds like something you have to take in gym class. Yeah. And then, so <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's like sort of fitness. Yeah. So that name, we're like, okay, it's way too many letters. Like, we gotta get an actual name. So then, for a week, we were actually called the Astronomers because I wanted it. Yeah. No yeah. one else wanted it. So how did you think of that name? Uh, I just thought it was cool, and like, no one had it. And you did you do just see some sort of astronaut on TV? You're like, wait, Astronomers, this is awesome. Uh, no, I just think like. In terms of branding and stuff you can do with like space stuff and like it's available to no one had it like yeah. i don't want it like i feel like the astronauts like one that's probably already there's, taken but it's also so kind of like yeah there's so much room yeah. so much for, room like, for cool branding stuff yeah, go, yeah. Go, go shooting for the stars i knew spacex was getting bigger and bigger yeah. there's more buzz around space these days yeah. the space force and whatnot uh so yeah so we had that for a week the for a marketing cover band. brain and you that's yeah. awesome right. we had yeah. that for a week and then uh, I don't know who voted against it. I think everyone voted against it. So then, you know, a few years later when I, I started the Astronomers and invited Michael, it's like, fuck you. It is going to be the Astronomers. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't care what you <laughs> think. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, um, was it. Orange Afternoon, this might be an obvious question, a little tail off of Green Day? Exactly. It totally was. <laughs> and then How none did of you us, put that together? None of us even came up with the name. It was actually something funny that my dad would do when we would listen to bands so like nickelback is a is a, one of the funny ones he would say oh can we listen to some dime stomach oh i love that and and i just like at first was like what are you talking about and then my dad was like green day you know are we listening to some orange afternoon and that one just kind of stuck like okay that one, it's kind of nice it's a vibe like and so we kind of brought it to everyone and everyone was like yeah and i think honestly everyone liked it because no one came up with it right? <laughs> it was like it's not someone's idea it was someone else, it was like someone not even related to the band yep yeah. absolutely so, that's usually how it goes yeah it was like no one's kind of got the firm grip on making that the name so yeah. okay so that was the cover band and for anyone listening i went to their stuff in high school I think I have videos on my phone yeah. of you guys performing. Like, we would just <laughs> oh, go randomly. You're like, I don't want to fucking see this. <laughs> but so that's what I remember. I remember Orange Afternoon, and I remember Eric Reed was in it. Shout out Eric Reed. Yeah. Um, okay, so flash forward. Now we're in college. You call yep. up Mikey. Okay. Yeah, so I call him. I'm in my dorm. Uh, I, I think it was like around 7 p.m. or something. It was kind of at night. And I'm like, really setting the scene. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, you know. I'm sick of making this copyright free stuff. We sh I was thinking like we should form a duo and call it the astronomers. I'm like, would you be down? And Michael's like, dude, I am so down. Yes, let's do it. I'm like, really? I'm like, okay, if we're going to do it though, this is something that I already do every day. So it's not going to be like we work on this for two weeks and then forget about it. Like this is something we're doing every single day. And then Michael's like, bro, trust me. I will do this with you every single day. I'm so down. And then yeah. the rest is history. 
Dang. I love that you set the stage. It wasn't just like a, hey, bro, we just started a band. Like, let's go in my parents' garage kind of thing. You're like, we're doing this. Yeah. And if you aren't doing it, like, too bad. Because I'm kidnapping you and you're coming here and doing this every fucking day. It was like, I was your typical, like, picked a major freshman, kind of lost as fuck. Not like like my headspace was all over the place but i was like i needed something that i could do that was me like that was mine and when ben asked me to do that you know i was already like so into like all these bands and you know really starting to find music i like and i was like oh my gosh yes let's do this funny and never look back awesome august of 2018 before we went off to college i remember we were in your living room and i showed you something i was working on and you're like I said, like, I'm going to rebrand and call, like, the new project The Astronomer. And you're like, oh, uh, would you ever want to make it The Astronomers? Like, really? You're kind of joking around. like, oh, I'm probably just going to do this solo. You're like, yeah, I was just kidding. I don't, <laughs> know, I don't know how you remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I meant, dude. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so do you go by Mikey Mike? Do you go by Mike? Do you go by Michael? Um, I mean. Mikey Mike's their stage name, right? Kind I of. I think. Has it become that? I think in high school, like someone gave me that as a nickname and I just kind of made it my Instagram for a while. But no, I would say everyone calls me Michael, Michael. on stage. Like it's it's just the way it is. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think anyone really calls me anything else yeah. on stage. I don't so, know. Yeah. Michael, so when you were in high school and while he was doing this copyright stuff, did you start writing music then? Were you kind of singing or anything getting involved whatsoever? Yeah, like before i kind of said i really started doing it in college but in senior year i started to kind of dabble writing like i wrote like one song i think it was called fly i don't remember how it goes at all do you remember that i know what you're yeah talking i don't about. even know how it goes but i have to think i uh, I'd be able to think of it yeah i like started to do it because i that was when i like really started to find bands i like you know ajr that was when we really started to like that band um the chain smokers i just wanted to do that but I didn't do it well. Okay. Um, and so all I did was cover stuff. Like mm-hmm. I just, I love to cover songs. And then, yeah, when freshman year hit, there was a songwriting club. And I instantly became friends with like the, the people who ran the club. And he was like, yeah, I write every single day. And I'm like, wow, that's a new concept to me. Like, yeah. I maybe wrote like one or two songs before. And so from that day forward i was just writing every single day like i didn't care if it was a bad song or if it was a good song i just ben would send me an instrumental or i would sit on a piano and just write it was always a new song maybe i'd finish a new song but it was just repetition 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 and now i've gotten into this groove where it's like i still write every week but i don't need to do that to like find out how to write music anymore yeah it's just now it's kind of got into a rhythm where it's like I hear something or I'm writing something. It's like kind of know where I need to go. He's quick. He's he's a fast. It's writer. like today, like w- yesterday, like I told Ben, I'm like, I'm going to put the headphones on and just write right now because I don't want to hear anyone else. Like I know yeah. exactly what I need to do and I'll probably have this song finished later today. And it's been two days. So, so what's the purpose kind of behind your writing? What is your writing style are you going for people to feel it people to relate to it is it something you're going through what's kind of your thought process behind your songwriting i think at first it was i always wanted to just talk about topics that other people were probably relating to 
so like we released a song like two years ago now called you fucked up Mm -hmm. and like a lot of people thought they're like damn michael like what are you going through like it was such a relationship (laughs) like yeah right and like i i it was not personal at all like it had nothing to do what was going on in my life i just thought it would be a topic that people would you know resonate with like it's just common right now and you know overthinking you know a big song about like dealing with anxiety Mm -hmm. and like i love that song yeah well it's like it's like the one that kind of started it all and i found so much success in that that i just kept doing that kept doing that but as like i kept doing it you know after i guess it's just life ep when we wrote the occasion album i really made sure that the topics were stuff that like meant something and like even now to this day like i ha- i can't really write about something fake anymore like i just i can't and by force fake you mean like hypothetical yeah okay. yeah yeah i guess not fake but like i can't write a ma- something that like someone else is going through it has to be like something that i'm dealing with so like all these new songs are about talking about things whether it's like a low in your life or a high in your life so like I'm making sure that like everything I'm writing is personal and or something I've maybe gone through or are going through like because I've just like tried to write about things and I just I literally can't do it mm-hmm. anymore. I, and that's just, you know, maybe some point I will be able to go back to that. But right now in this moment, that's kind of where I'm at. That makes sense. So. so does it come first that you write and you put kind of the sound behind it then? Yeah, I, most of the time I'd say lately, not, like, lately it's it's he writes the song like just yesterday basically he was down there for an hour by himself and he's like he actually wanted like the studio to himself which i totally respect because like i'm that way too and i'm like up at 4 a.m you know mixing doing all the tedious stuff putting the sound behind it it's like having a space just by yourself no interruptions just total focus uh is really helpful so i was just upstairs you know doing something else i come back down he plays it this is awesome and then last night i I was so inspired i worked on it from like midnight to 4 a.m and you know now he heard it when he woke up and probably after this podcast it's just like that's really what it is it is like like a day shift night shift kind of thing (laughs) he's got like the night shift yeah (laughs) yeah he's like all right i'll see you man Yeah. yeah okay so can you give us a little bit of a sneak peek of what the song is about Oh yeah, um, I thought uh, I actually want to hear this too. I haven't I don't know. wrote a a song <laughs> about my relationship in a while with Madison. I was gonna say, would you um, like to shout her out? <laughs> oh yeah, I I talk about it all the time. Um, cause the last song that I wrote that was like strictly about her was a song called Hotel Rooms, mm-hmm. um, which did really well for us, and it w- it just came naturally to talk about that. And so this one was is kind of like a very much fantasized look at this. So like a lot of people when they're first when they first start out like talking to someone in today's day is, you know, you might send a a drunk text or you're like, I really like this person. I really want to talk to him. But I feel like it's just like it's like iMessage or like a Snapchat and I'm like not really getting through to him. Mm -hmm. And so like Madison, when we first started talking, was like over snapchat and it was you know because she lived in milwaukee at the time and i lived here and so like we didn't really see each other for like the first like two months 
And so it was always like kind of hard to get a grasp on like how the feelings were. Are they yeah. mutual? Like, am I feeling the same thing? Like, does she like me? Do I, you know, yeah. like, so very like, very common. Very yeah. Common. And so like, I knew that people would totally feel that. And so the hook is like, you know, I can't remember your favorite play. I'd rather talk to you face to face anyway. Oh, I love that. So it's like just like a, a play on words to talk about. Like, I can't remember what she said the other day because I don't have the Snapchat. Like, yeah. I can't go back and look at the Snapchat. Yeah. I'd rather talk to you face to face. And now yeah. here we are two years later and we're moving into our first house. So I just thought it was kind of cool to look back at how far it's come. That is awesome. Yeah. I love that. A little yeah. love song. That's <laughs> yeah. so cute. Yeah. Uh, little romance on the pod. I'm right, here for right, it. Right, yeah. And then, Ben, you heard it, and you're like, I got this. I, I can put a sound right behind it. Yeah, yeah pretty, I mean, he had, like, all the vocal layers done. And then, like, my first thing is, is, like, level it out, bring the levels down, and, like, just start adding all these cool sounds to it. And, I mean, yeah. It, it's, it's fun because, like, sometimes I know exactly where I want to take it, and sometimes I'm just having fun, and I just do, like, one step at a time where I'm like, let's try this sound. That worked next sound let's try this that works you know just yeah. snap keep going yeah that is so awesome that's like pure talent right there because <laughs> especially when you can't describe the process and i know michael you said this before on your songwriting like it just comes to you and you just go with it that's mm -hmm. when you know you're in the right place you're doing the right thing because you can't explain it and then it comes together and it works and that's just how it's meant to be right yeah, yeah like we can't force a song anymore yeah like sometimes we would schedule a time to meet we're like hey we're gonna meet thursday night to work on a song and start a new song and it no, i would say 75 percent of the time we can't do a song no and you're putting that pressure on yourself too you're like dude you need to write a song and then you're sitting there and you just it's nothing it's like writer's yeah. block the, the good ones always come just like when he just pops in randomly or it's just like totally unplanned like oh i'm gonna go just open your laptop and work on something and then you know it's just it's always so random like you just never know when like a good song is gonna hit yeah i will say i did hear a gem the other day on a podcast um you mentioned writer's block and uh, someone said that that's like a made-up term okay so like people at this it was this songwriting teacher for yale who said that he makes his students write a song and then present it to the class every single week so a new song like every single week and then people were kind of like rolling their eyes about it because they're like, oh, man, like this is so much stress. Like, how am I going to be able to do this? And then I think that reason is because like people are thinking it has to be like a great song every mm -hmm. week. And it's like that's not the thing. It's like you don't turn in your homework every week because you love what you're working on every time. It's just because you have to do it and you want to get better. Yep. So like maybe you're you're writing a song, but it's just to kind of get that muscle memory built up. And then maybe one of those is going to be great. That kind of goes back to what like the members of your club or the guys who run yeah. that songwriting club at your school said too. He's like, I write every day. I write a song every day or I, you know, practice songwriting yeah. every day. If it's not good, doesn't matter. I'm just writing what I'm thinking. I'm writing what I'm feeling. It doesn't matter. And that goes along with the same thing of what you just said it doesn't have to be perfect that's not the point yeah. you don't need a radio worthy song every time you just no, need to write right. you need to keep the brain moving i like that i like that there's no writer's block it's kind of cool yeah um going off of that you guys kind of mentioned that it was overthinking that was kind of your first hit what really started it all was it that song was it a different song i think it was unfortunately the time we had during covid you know yeah. because we we were home 
we were at, you know, the the studio went back to the my parents' spare bedroom. And so we had so much time yeah. to figure out what we really wanted our sound to be. And Ben, I'll let you like, expand on this. But we started making like EDM music. So kind of like that typical synth drop okay. stuff, you know, that the chain smokers put out. We really liked them. But we knew that wasn't what we wanted to do for the rest of the the astronomers. And so overthinking was where we kind of really found what sound we wanted to make. Yeah, it was, I remember, was it, it was June, it was almost three years ago now, wow. and I'm in your living room, and you're like, check out this song I wrote when I was landscaping, <laughs> and he plays it on the piano, it's just him singing it, and him on the piano, with this really simple idea, and all these ideas, just, I started thinking, like, oh, we could do this, we could do that, so after he played it, we went up to his parents' spare bedroom, and worked on it for, like, three hours, and had, like, a pretty like solid demo done in yeah. three hours and uh it wasn't until like a few days later he calls me and he's like i have such a funny idea for this next part mm-hmm. it uh after this part i want to do like the la-di-da you know like that kind of thing yeah and at first i'm like uh i don't know like yeah it's that could work maybe so we he records that like a day later or something and uh then i, I pitch it up and make those Lottie does sound like a, a kid, like a kid's choir almost, mm-hmm. like a group of kids doing that. And then just turned the song into something different. And mm-hmm. like, damn, this is actually really sick. Yeah. And I remember after we had that session done, I actually took three laps around the city. Like, I was driving for like 45 minutes and listened to this 90 second demo on repeat for 45 minutes straight. Yeah. And I'm like, this is going to do something. That is so cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so then. Did you base the other songs? What album was this on again? Was this your first one? That was on the second uh, project called Guess It's Just Life. Okay. that's um, I love that one. Yeah. That's and we knew it worked because that song went in three months later, went number one on, you know, a radio station. So that we knew so that cool. it was it was a good sound. That was kind of the validation we needed. And then we didn't stop making that kind of music for like a whole year and a half. Because I think three of those songs have like la da's on them. <laughs> Did that song inspire Turn Out Fine? Uh, I, well, t- the funny thing is, is Turn Out Fine did get written only like four or five months after Overthinking came out. But it didn't come out until the end of 2022. Um, I'm sure there was a little bit still inspired in that one. Yeah. That one just had such a roller coaster of a ride because we had to deal with so many like problems with who was going to be on the song yeah so but yeah i mean i'm sure it did yeah that's crazy so what is each of your personal favorite songs that you've written or that the band has written honestly right now it used to be bad type for me but right now it's orange afternoon that's yeah that's my favorite one i think we've ever done yeah i mean it's funny because that's the the old cover band name yep yeah um and we weren't gonna call it that because we were going to call it something different, but then I say that word once in the song. It's like in the second verse, and we just thought it'd be cool because it's about how far you've come. And so, yeah, um, yeah, that one. I, I really like The Occasion, which is the title track on our last album. Mm-hmm. Um, still resonates with me today. Just the lyrics on that one are good, but yeah, Orange Afternoon. Too. So how many albums are we at right now? Well, so technically just the one um full-length album the occasion and then we kind of 
our first two projects we call EPs. I like that you, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, um, but we group all of our stuff into chapters. We just kind of make that, you know, destroy the confusion on whether it's an album or an EP. We just say, this was chapter one, chapter two. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. That is, and why does it have to be more? You're like defining it enough. It's like, this is where we were in that life. This yeah. is what we came out with. And exactly. It's, yeah. I'm so glad we did that too, yeah. because that was like one of our best decisions right off the bat to just call it chapters. Yeah. Like yeah. we just right from the get go is chapter one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you say that you put these songs out, you obviously put them on Spotify, Apple music, whatever it is, but how do you get it? really out there what does that promotion and kind of getting it to radio stations to different networks whatever it is look like for you guys i think we don't take the new age approach you know a lot of people think the only way now to get people to hear your music is tiktok Mm -hmm. or reels and we're a like living proof because we've never had stuff blow up on any of those or anything that's translated into streams yeah We've just grow. We've grew the most organic audience possible. I think like everyone a solid fan base. Yeah, like we're not we're not just as quickly going up and then as quickly going down. Because yep. if you get a TikTok hit, it's like you're gonna get millions of people. But then it's like, but you can't keep that. Like not yeah. to throw not to throw shots in shade, but like Gail, for instance, she's yep. got A B C D yep. E F G whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's it was a hit song for her. But now if you look, great song. Yeah, it was a great song. Hit. Probably one of the biggest hits of our generation now. But now if you look at like what she's putting out now, it's not like no one's there to And listen. I don't even know Gail. Like I know the song, but I don't know, you know her versus like people like Exactly. Yeah, like people who are big, you know them because you like the person, you like the artist, not the song. Exactly. And I think that that is a hard part about TikTok. You like the artist and that's way more important than liking the song for mm-hmm. longevity because you know, it's fine to be that band that's got that one song. Yep. But you look at people like Nick D, who have done wonders, and this is a guy who hasn't even toured. He's an independent artist, puts out a song like every two weeks. Yeah. And he is making his living off of not touring, off of not like doing any of that. He is just straight up putting out a song every two weeks, and people like, just follow him for who he is and he's yeah. just ma- putting out so many songs and stuff and so it's just like it doesn't have to be like make a tiktok have one song blow up bam i'm yeah. there it's it's put out all this content for your viewers and slowly grow up that ladder yep that so. makes sense but to add to that to like kind of answer the question a little bit more is like you know we we do send it to like one on one point one, the radio stations. If we feel like it's a good, like, you know, radio friendly song, uh, we do run ads behind our stuff. So we really don't spend that much on ads, but we, we do that sometimes. And honestly, like, the biggest thing is just having a real fan base that's gonna return and talk, mm-hmm. about, you know, share it with their friends. They're excited for your new songs because now when we put out a song, we don't even really have to like much we just know like the audience is going to show up and that's what's yeah. really great is like yeah. the hard work is really the time you have to put in to get get the audience that that you know that cares about your music and is that audience mainly local would you say we don't have a single city from wisconsin in our top 50 cities in the, in the world 
No way. So I think our top five are like it's Chicago's in there, Denver's in there. Wait, I am so shocked. That is not awesome. even like Milwaukee is in the top fifty. Really? Yeah. Like I think Sydney, Australia is in our top ten. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? If you're listening from Sydney, Australia, keep it fucking up. You're just yeah. awesome. Like I just show every time I show people that. Like I think I showed uh, my dad that the other day. He was like, "Oh, I just want to see your like top fifty cities," and you know, not even where we're from yeah. is in the top fifty cities. I didn't even know that. Oshkosh that is not is in the so top. That is so awesome. Wow. So yeah. how do you think that is that just kind of living proof of streams on Spotify? Is it? Well, that's a Spotify approach. Obviously, we do a ton of shows around here, yep. and like we have the radio play. Mm-hmm. So, like the 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 brand awareness around here is probably like higher than most other locations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like you know just Spotify and like the listener data, it's yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah. Chicago's the biggest one with like fifteen thousand listeners or something. That is so cool, yeah. you guys. Oh yeah. my gosh, congrats! <laughs> that's got to be awesome. When was a moment for you guys? like that where you're like damn we could really do something with this like we're beyond the kids in the dorm room we could actually Mm -hmm, make something work mine just happened when we went on our first headline tour in january okay oh and don't worry everybody we'll get to the tours we're bringing in uh, two other members and we're gonna get all into the tour we were in our hotel room and i was just laying there watching because i was making vlogs of all the stuff we did and i was just editing it and kind of watching it back and i'm just I'm thinking like, damn, we just had 80 people at a show right right outside Cincinnati, Ohio. We've never played here before. We've never even been here before. Yeah. And 80 people came and watched the show. And I'm just like, that is a wake up. And these people are driving from like indianapolis they're driving from atlanta yeah, georgia like they're like, making an like effort to going from dc driving hours. from canada yeah like yeah. they're making the commute and that is when when you can put the streams to faces that's when you really get the good grasp on it that is yeah. so cool oh my gosh what about for you ben honestly i mean pretty much the same thing like just tour and like people are coming up to us and saying like we drove eight hours uh, for this show like someone oh my gosh what show was it? i think we were in like from canada to ann arbor michigan well that was, yeah i don't know if that was what eight hours hell? but like south carolina oh, yeah. to like south carolina chicago to pittsburgh. or something it was pittsburgh, pittsburgh. okay pittsburgh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh my gosh and you guys put yourself in their shoes and you probably had artists that you love growing up and you're like i would have driven yeah. seven plus hours to see them and now people are yeah. doing that to see you that is yeah. so cool i know right oh yeah. my gosh and then kind of flipping off of that this is probably a super unusual question to ask but when was a moment that you were both like i want to be done this isn't working i just kind of want to give up it just became too overwhelming or whatever it was no that's a good question i think you shouldn't just focus on the the pros um i don't think there's ever been a moment where i'm like i need to be done with Mm -hmm. the astronomers i think there's been moments where i haven't felt the same like enjoyment from it yeah um like in 2021 it was right after we were playing some like really big shows in wisconsin so we played um title town so it's like a green bay packer event yeah and we had probably close to like 500 people at this show and it was like our first big show we had a vip meet and greet with us at the end we're like 50 people like won tickets to do and we're like holy shit like this is like all happening and i don't think i was mentally prepared for it 
um, for like the next like couple months, I was just like really struggling to find like, you know, my passion and like everything for it, which is weird because you've come off such this big high of like mm-hmm. showing that it's working and you want to keep it going. Yeah. And so I didn't think, I don't think I really knew how to deal with that at yeah. the time. Now I'm good at it. I think, you know, I have, I've been, you know, really motivated to play shows and it's hard work, but, um, yeah, I think that was the one experience for me. For me, I don't know if I've ever really had a moment where it's like, I'm done, like, I'm sick of this, give up. I I like it too much. I'd say there's definitely been times where, like, creativity and inspiration just mm-hmm. feels like all-time low. It's like, oh, like, yeah. I just don't even, like, I'm just not motivated to do anything astronomers right now. But yeah. it doesn't mean, like, I want to be done with it, like, forever, like, I quit. It's just more like... I just need like a breather of just not doing that right now because I'm just so creatively drained. I think that really hit, uh, you know, when I was working a full-time job remote from home. So I was on my computer like, mm-hmm. you know, eight hours, a day, <coughs> eight hours a day, get done with work. And it's like, get me off this computer. Like I want to go get food, go, Do anything else. go to the yeah. Y, come back and just kind of relax. Like I'm, I can't like I don't have like the mental capacity for like creative stuff and I also have to get up the next day for work again yeah. so that's where it's like I, it felt like a kind of like just it was a creative drought like mm-hmm. you know it was we didn't play we didn't make like a song for like a couple months yeah it, it felt like we I, I think we tried but it was like nothing that was like luckily intri- we were dropping good. an album so we had content coming out but it was like new stuff like we yeah. Mm-hmm. we didn't make and then orange afternoon happened i think that sparked a lot yeah. of new stuff but so yeah yeah do you guys get sick of hearing your own songs ever like do you ever hear a song you're like oh my gosh i that, so much i don't off. listen Not to really. it if it pops up like i'll just be su- shuffling one of my favorite artists and then one of my songs will co- one of our songs will come up and i'll usually skip it but sometimes i'll leave it playing because i like to ben ben and i both like to do this we like to compare it Okay. And just kind of be like, okay, does this like sound like like if someone else is just listening right now? Yeah, put yourself they, in a like. Yeah, are they just gonna be yeah. like nonchalantly keep listening on the shuffle? You know, like because mm-hmm. that's important. You know, for me, I don't think I could be a music producer if I got sick of it because that's literally all I do is like hitting spacebar, hearing it play back. Okay, what else can I add? Play it again, play it again. So I do get sick of it at times, but if this is kind of like an interesting perspective is like if you you know if you love music and you want to be able to like have you know find your sound or like make a hit and you have the ability and the know-how to like do it you're always going to try to make like your favorite song so you know like whenever i do that i try to make songs that i am going to be a fan of yeah so when i do that like orange afternoon i listen to that song all the time still like i'm probably not trying to be like cocky but i'm probably like my own biggest <laughs> fan because i'm like I'm, I'm making it because i want to be a fan of the music you yeah know? Like, it's like born into this world almost you know we don't we know a lot of artists that have one big song and like don't even play it live and it's like because they're like oh i'm sick of that song. yeah it's like we're never not gonna play i mean watch us not do it one day but yeah <laughs> we're never not gonna play overthinking yeah. we know there's gonna be someone at a show that's never heard that song mm-hmm. live the biggest song we've been playing for two years now it's almost not about you guys either it's about no and yeah Yeah. if you want people to listen you got to be fans of what you're doing otherwise you're not gonna love it and yeah yeah 
Absolutely. So I have one more question for you guys before Mm -hmm. we bring Josh and Ike in. What are you guys doing moving forward to really keep going, to keep pushing, to get more listens, get more streams, more fans? What is one thing that you guys are going to implement to change that? I actually wouldn't even say change it. I'd say to grow it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, So like I mentioned earlier, it's the 11 to noon meetings that we do every day now it's like we basically just set the agenda for the day every day and like talk about stuff that might have been on the back burner or stuff that's like going on everything gets addressed basically every day of like what's what's the next step you know so that's already feels like it's been working out great in terms of progress but we're looking to like collab with bigger artists and really like you know mix audiences and get get bigger numbers honestly and uh are there any in particular we actually have a lot of collabs in the background right now yeah there's nothing like uh set in stone like i don't want to say anything and then it doesn't happen yeah right there there is one big one right now that someone reached out uh that we're pretty excited about hasn't happened yet but like it's seems promising so awesome i think it's yeah like content 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 Yep. putting it out like just doing stuff every single day because like we're not big enough yet to like take a hiatus yeah like we can't be like 21 pilots drop an album and then two years of not doing anything yeah like they can pay the bills and not do anything for two years we just want to keep growing our listeners we are and we're really happy you know we're at almost 900,000 people a month on spotify that's and that's a so big number awesome. yeah we're also hesitant about taking a record deal too so like doing everything ourselves uh because i was gonna say how do you get your money it's obviously from the streams i'm assuming right so then would having a record label hinder that well a lot of people think that that's like the way to go yeah but like when you think about this like a record label gives you money that you have to give back yep so like it's like an investment yeah it's like an advance so like if a record label is going to give you, you know, 200 grand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The record label is going to give you $200,000, right? But then they're going to say, okay, you have to pay this back in three years, and we're taking 50% of your songs, too. It might look good because you're like, oh, that's 200 grand that we can do whatever we want with. I can mm-hmm. go buy a house. I can go. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, it's, I'm, I'm basically meaning, like, you can go do with it what you want is what they're saying but you have to make it back you're 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 signing a contract to that person or oh that yeah, it's company a, it's where a, you're it's a loan yeah it's you're paying it back but you're getting money up front you can do with it what you want it's just how you pay it back and that's the danger of doing that because mm-hmm. you don't know what you're going to be like in three years yeah maybe this isn't your thing anymore mm-hmm. but you're still signed to that term yeah you also are under like you're at the whim of the label then so if you love a song and you want to put it out like whenever you want like actually you know what we have these other big artists we're working with pause like we'll get to you you know you could get shelved you could yeah they could be like it might yeah. we don't like that song like do it this <laughs> yeah. way like, make make shit like this it's like no we're doing it our way well too bad you're signed with us so like you're gonna we're yeah. not putting this one out so it's like you totally lose like creative control uh i mean hopefully that's not well, the case if you're signed labels, to a label but like and you're trying to drop a song and they're like sorry taylor swift's dropping an yeah. album in a couple months we don't care about you yeah, <laughs> yeah. you kind of have that control in their hands right. yeah. How that goes. yeah 
So, so yeah. That's awesome. Well, let's bring the guys in. All right. Boys. <laughs> All right, guys. So now I'm sitting here with Ike and Josh, two of the other band members. Yeah, I'm Josh. Um, I am the drummer for a lot of the Astronomers live shows. Uh, help out with some of the uh, live production as well. Yeah, I'm Ike. I'm the bass player and keyboard player slash light programmer slash a little bit of a <laughs> yeah. little bit of production. He's a jack of all trades so. over here. He's also <laughs> wearing Sound with Emphasis merch, everybody. Yep. So look, look at him. He's <laughs> repping. Now, guys, we're going to talk about the tour. So how many tours have you guys done? Have you just done one or two? I feel like I've been following you for a couple years now and you guys are just always on the road. Yeah. So, uh, well, okay, you guys yeah, are better. Explain, you, but sure. basically, we started in January. Yeah, it's like pretty much one. We've done so two so far. Midwest okay. Kids one last March or like March of 2022. One and a half. Yeah. But it was like yeah. four <laughs> shows. So really one and a half basically. And then we have our West Coast one here in a few weeks. And then, yeah. We're just now like starting to like really get the tours loaded up. It's been more so just like two shows here in Wisconsin on a weekend. Mm -hmm. And now it's, you know, like January we went on our first like full month like road trip tour and then we're going out west in a couple weeks for like two weeks and then again in the eat and in the fall yeah. so yeah is it like you get invited on these tours as openers or is it your own that you schedule these shows how does that work yeah we've been scheduling all of ours for you know that's something jack has been working on with our booking agent uh sarah for doing these now we definitely will take like an opening slot and i think that's the next goal is to like open for someone yeah but it's been yeah mostly just um you know jack and sarah just kind of getting all these shows booked and yeah huge shout out to the behind the scenes team making yeah. this happen yeah. like gabe jack sarah the rest uh definitely wouldn't be in this spot without them lining this up and they do a great job that is so cool so when did you start your first tour when was that or the half tour or whatever the first kind of gig was the midwest kids tour yeah that was, was it weird when you like got on the road you're like oh my god like, i mean this we is didn't weird we weren't going that far yeah it was kind of just the outskirts of wisconsin plus <laughs> chicago we're in some cornfield somewhere yeah. it's great yeah we were playing i think it was so it was milwaukee chicago lacrosse and green bay okay um and we were just kind of all figuring it out how to do this um our first show in chicago we had uh, 11 people show yeah. up <laughs> hey you know what that's 11 of your biggest fans i don't think so. that place exists anymore. and it was a, it was a, it was a uh, sunday yeah, night <laughs> yeah it was a sunday night it was our first ever out-of-state show people are coming so right was, from church to your <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it, w it was uh it was definitely uh quiet there at least from the audience perspective <laughs> yeah the drums is all you can hear yeah, yes. <laughs> i will say though like it's a great story now because mm -hmm. we played in Chicago two other times yeah. and we just had our first headline show in Chicago since that one. And we had almost a sold out crowd. It was like 150 people. That is awesome. And so it's cool to see what a year can do. Not even a year. Can yeah. Do. So. Yeah. Dang. Okay. So your last tour, tell me about it. You guys got a van. Yeah. Yeah. Howie. Howie, yeah. so you're like, we need a fucking van. We're on tour. Let's yeah. go do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How did you come up with Howie? I was at, I was at my my uh, job prior to this where I uh, was just we got the van and everyone was like, all right, let's think of a name, like because we like to name everything. Like yeah. our mixer over here is called Bill. Yep. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> as you do. Um, <laughs> and I thought of Howie because I was like, how we get places. Oh. 
I like and, it. And now that the more that I think about it, we should have like spelt it like H O W E. Yeah, like just or like two W's, just like something stupid like that. But <laughs> yeah, he has how- a voice too. You want to do the Howie voice? Oh, I don't oh. know. If the <laughs> podcast deserves the Howie voice. Oh, no. I, oh yeah. yeah, it's that's exclusive. That's, <laughs> that's exclusive. Like, that's that's like behind bonus. the scenes. Yeah. All, like all the characters bonus. have their own voice. Like, yeah. Bill has a voice. Like, Everyone has a amazing. voice. Yeah. So, uh, life on the road. How is it? Um, it is kind of weird it's different at least for me i am someone who needs a lot of like structure in my life and the other three can definitely attest to that <laughs> so for me like being on the road for a month and obviously oh my gosh it was a month yeah it was yeah. it was just about maybe a little bit less but a few gaps in between Holy um, shit. but for that like it's just such a contrast from like day-to-day normal life not only even just like a nine to five but we were or at least michael and i were still in college at the time so even just going from that to where it's a lot of traveling and you have this one kind of big thing at the end of the night but everything else up to that is kind of figure it out on your own that was definitely Mm kind of interesting to figure out um i think for all of us too just like how do we spend our time on the road in the car um you hey, know. shout out to Quick Trip though. <laughs> Quick Trip keeps us alive. When it's we're got here, everything we need. Yeah. Those, in like, Wisconsin. Or like are? or what's that? I said, is that where like all of your meals are? Basically. Yeah. What's that Basically. one out uh in Ohio? Sheets. No, was, Sheets. That was in yeah. that was in Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh. We stopped. Yeah. Yeah. But Sheets was awesome. Was that I like think a Hux? Yeah. Hux was one. We stopped oh, at yeah. like one. Dino Mart. Shouting, shout, sh- we're shouting out all the gas stations we stopped. Yeah, at. <laughs> I yeah. love I think that. To like attest to Josh, what he's saying is that the whole occasion tour was very much just like a we f- we're figuring it all out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure you know the more we do and the more we kind of get a flow for things, the more we'll figure out like, okay, we know that like it's the morning after two shows like. Everyone just kind of do your thing yeah. in the car. Like, let's not let's not worry about what's going on. Let's just like, let's get to the next venue and let's do our thing. Like, we're kind of figuring out what everyone needs when we're doing these. And yeah. that's, you know. Are you guys all sleeping in that van <laughs> on the road? Or are you going to no. hotels or how? We get one hotel room for five guys. Oh my gosh. So it's pretty brutal. Just breathing on each other. Yeah. I have a little uh, doggy mat air mattress that I roll out. <laughs> yeah. like Tell them about that. Thing. Yeah. What What is that? Uh, it's just like my parents had an old camping mattress that I blow up by myself. It has a little vent on it. Um, it's not the most comfortable thing in the world, but the it works. Because air mattress like broke like yeah. couple shows in. We did get an air like an actual air mattress, and that broke like within two weeks we'll get you another one for this west yeah. coast one score i also, <laughs> I'm also the, yeah upgrade I'm also with every the tour one. we'll give you one more okay yeah. i'm also the one who uh sleeps on the ground the most because i'm a usually the one that wakes up the earliest and b i s- tend to snore when i sleep so yeah how do you guys do that from, do you just sleep through the snoring we just uh, oh, sleep through the snoring <laughs> this is a good one that's got me. a strategy i got a whole system down okay okay what is it <laughs> so I was just telling uh, I think J- I was telling someone about this. What I do is I put my ear, my right ear, into the pillow, so that's muted, can't hear anything, can't yep. hear shit. Then I go on YouTube, ten hours of white noise. Take I do one that too. AirPod, I do that too. Take yes. one AirPod, put it in my left ear, and pull the blanket above that ear. So then it's just blasting white noise for ten hours straight, and I can't hear anyone in the room. So that's how I fall asleep on tour. Yeah, I've got the uh, eight Super hours. glamorous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I have the eight-hour, like, sleep rain noises. Mm-hmm. 
And I just like thought of this the other day. I'm like, my Spotify wrapped is going to be so boring. No, that is how mine <laughs> has oh, been yeah. for the past two years. My number one Spotify wrapped is the eight hour white fan noise. Yeah, like meditation stuff. Like, yeah. I know. I, I just thought of that the other day. I'm like, damn, like I really love scenes while I listen to it. And I'm like going to see like rain noises. Yep. <laughs> So, do you guys just ever want to kill each other on tour, being together <laughs> all the time? I yes. think <laughs> I think we need a we, we need we need to travel with a Nerf gun just for fun. You know? Ike and I are gonna get Nerf guns for this yeah. next tour. I think like it's tough because like I think what you have to kind of put yourself into is like tour is like is like a test. It's like very much like you have to know what you're getting into when you do it. Like it's not the most comfortable all the time. And it's it's very much like around the same people. It's like it's like you're in a relationship with a bunch of guys, and like you're just straight up like trying to figure them all out at once. Yeah. And it's like it'd be different if it was like just Ben and I in the car, but like to make it all work and to give people the best show, like like Josh and Jack and everything, like it's just it's like all a big test. We sh- we should also go into uh our day our morning routines on tour on like who gets up first who gets up last, yeah yeah give me some morning yeah. routines yeah. and then give me like the day of a show how does that look sorry <laughs> days of well blur. start with josh since you get up first we're going order, yeah I guess. so uh just to clarify i didn't actually want to kill anyone on tour so um at the time i was working i had an internship that i was luckily able to uh work remote on the road so usually i would get up uh depending on how late the show went um i'd usually get up at around like anywhere from 6 30 to 7 30 um i would then go down um eat some breakfast and work for a couple hours uh remote um while everyone else was still sleeping and then uh i would usually also try and shower in between there because as you'll quickly find out the shower is a hot commodity the later it gets on and the closer it gets to <laughs> check out um, because everyone else has to shower but yeah so i was usually uh the first one up and i was usually uh the first one down at breakfast michael the, would sometimes get up with yeah me. i think i would always kind of be there too and sometimes i like i would say the only person who didn't was ben and and that was like the funniest thing <laughs> on our first tour was it would be like we have to check out at 11 a.m. and Ben's like in bed at 10:55, and Josh is like Ben, like we literally have to be out of here in five minutes. He's like, yep, and it's like, it's like he's got everything. It takes him, I swear, 20 seconds to like get ready, and it's the most annoying thing. I, I, uh, I'm on like island you, time, especially oh uh, especially yeah, on the rock time. boat. So yeah, I I like to get my sleep. I'm not hungry. I don't get breakfast. Uh, that's what. what well, when I walked in today, like, what were you eating? A queso brat? Yeah, two yeah. queso brats. Two queso yeah. brats. Two everyone. It's like <laughs> just it. after one for people wondering <laughs> that was Ben's breakfast. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so what are each of your favorite parts of tour? Uh, uh honestly, the the travel and like the like like Michael said earlier, like putting faces to like you know our songs like people saying like i love this song or i found this song when i was doing this it's just cool to hear the stories that people tell us yeah because we're so used to like having our routine where we get up wait for the spotify stats to come in and see like oh we got a hundred thousand streams yesterday like that's awesome but like it's all it's like numbers on a screen it's hard mm-hmm. to like put like that many faces to it so when yeah. you actually see people come up to you and tell you like yeah my 
you know, 50-year-old dad was listening to Skywalking and he sent me this song and how we're both fans and we both came to your show. Like, that's just, it's cool to hear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, similar to that, but I like going to just new places and, like, when we stop somewhere and it's, like, this place is known for that mm-hmm. and then we get to try that food or, like, like, that's just really cool to me and just traveling in general and, g- yeah, just, like, going to places you've never been and then getting to play shows for people in those places, too, that have, like, wanted us to be there and come to these sh- places and um yeah that's mm-hmm. so cool what about you guys yeah i honestly one of the things that makes me smile the most on stage is just the people just screaming the words yeah. and we're out of state so like we kind of get it around here because we're on the radio and people probably know the words around here but when we're when we're far away and people just know the words and um, and all of that and and the travel i love too and it's just a, a whole different experience it's crazy yeah yeah, for me, um, kind of echoing what everyone said, to be able to go out of state and places that not only we've never played before, but I've never even been before. Yeah. And to have people show up that want to see us play and to sing those songs, and it just never gets old. I'm always blown away by it every time we take the stage. Be that 20 people or, or 200 people, it's it's so cool to see and yeah. to be Is able to experience. Is that adrenaline just like awesome for you guys? Like just before you go on, are you like, oh my gosh, like this is going to be awesome. I always get so, I think I'm the only one who's always, no matter what show we're playing, like really nervous right before we go on. Yeah. Because like I have to like kind of be on. Yeah. Like I'm the only one who talks. Yeah. So like I have to be ready for that. But then it's like right when we get on, it's like we, we get into a rhythm. Like mm-hmm. we all know what's next. We all know what we're doing. Um, and that's nice. And the intro track is intense. The so it just builds so much yeah. adrenaline. It is, it is a really good <laughs> adrenaline builder. Yeah. The intro, super suspenseful. And like your your organs are just getting rattled back there. It's so bassy and stuff. Yeah. And our heart rates are just going up backstage. Like, let's yeah. do this thing. You know? That yeah. is so awesome. How long yeah. are your guys' shows? It depends on what we're doing. I would say on tour, they're about an hour. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Do you guys have any like pre-show rituals or traditions you guys do? We do a little huddle sometimes. Yeah, right? we all. Oh. I yeah. think we all just like, and we don't even force it. We just all kind of yeah. go. We're all just kind of like Bring feeling the same, so we're all just like, come on, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go. <laughs> have you guys had an opener? Have you guys been an opener for anyone yet, or is it just you guys? Um. Yeah, I mean, we've been. We opened for. We've done some opening shows, but like not for like an actual tour. We haven't okay. like opened on like someone's tour yet. No, yeah, we've never done the tour opening slot, but we've opened some for some pretty big people just through shows we've done. You know, Milky Chance at Summerfest and uh, that is the other so cool. Price Vine. What was the other band? Uh, Police. Fit- no, 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 no. What was the band after Milky Chance? Portugal the yeah, Man. Yeah, Portugal the Man. Yep. Yeah, that's the one. That's um, awesome. Yeah, Bryce Vine. Um, oh my gosh and i guess you could say like you know american authors and neon trees and are those all kind of bands you base your sound off of a little bit yeah i would say for sure bryce vine for me is a big writing influence um you said ajr before ajr yeah that'd be that'd be fun to work do something with them yeah that'd be crazy all right one last question yeah what's some what's something that like no one knows about tour like what is a part of tour that just people who are thinking about it wouldn't even know or guess um, as part of it i'd say you know four years ago like you know when we started it we'd always watch like these tour docs and we'd always talk about like if we go on tour when we go on tour someday or whatever and, like the videos make it look 
way more like it's definitely fun, but mm-hmm. they don't show the the absolute like how exhausting it is and like how much time you just spend like in the van just yeah. riding and you know you're with the same people you're in the hotel like it it is a great time but it is also pretty exhausting the amount of travel you do and especially when you're like a small or not we're getting bigger but you know we're still relatively small indie band doing this in our you know shitty van getting one hotel room with five guys you know it, and the shows aren't like huge money makers yet so it's like there's definitely like a lot of like behind the scenes kind of stress and exhaustion that goes on with it uh that people don't necessarily see online so i was gonna to piggyback off that like the time in the car is definitely not shown but also it's really weird to think back on because you're obviously doing something for the entire time be that traveling or in the hotel room but there's this one peak that's an hour long and then there's a couple hours before it that everything is working towards so when you think about tour even though it was a month thinking back on it it doesn't feel long at all because you don't remember the five hour drive through ohio it's just this one kind of image or or whatever of a show and everything else is just kind of lost in the yeah lost in the we got, noise we lose track of like what city we're in or like what hotel rooms yeah like, were we in this city yesterday or like it just it's such a weird like kind of time warp yeah time doesn't even exist yeah. it's like a different utopia kind yeah of <laughs> yeah awesome. love it yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you don't really appreciate a good hotel breakfast until you really find one. Oh, I bet. We had like a, we had like one that was like a, it was like a farm skillet breakfast. It was like a, it was like an up north cabin. I feel like we were staying in. Yeah, that was awesome. I don't think I was at that <laughs> one. You weren't. Oh, you weren't I up for it. it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and. But I'll give you guys a chance. Do you have any of your favorite stories? One last story you guys want to share from tour. Did you guys get into any of the rock boat travel hell that we no, went through? No, okay, this would, be a, this would be a good story. I think you have to tell it because this is your first time flying commercially, and this is quite the experience. Yeah, it was. You should also, you should also pre, uh, preface it with the first time you ever flew, you jumped out of a plane. Yes, yeah, so. Wait, what? So in high school, well, I had, I had never been on a plane before up until senior year of high school i went skydiving oh um, can you imagine that that's your first time on a plane i you think it, out i think it? it helped in a sense because <laughs> it was like i had no preconceived notions or anything and obviously it's such a high adrenaline moment that you're yeah. just amped up but i think had i b- done it after flying commercial because the ride was like looking back on it like crazy rough and kind of like there's things rattling around because yeah. it's a small plane but i didn't know that that was not normal so I think that helped. But yeah, so I had never like been in an airport or been on a commercial plane. I had never gone through TSA, anything. So the first time that I'm going to do this is we're going down to Rockboat, which is if I don't know if they talked about this, but it's a cruise that we played on uh, with a bunch of bands that came out of Miami. So our flight, we leave Milwaukee. Our f- we're supposed to fly out of Milwaukee at 6. So we got there at like 4.30, left here by like 3. It was... It was an early day. Um, we get there. Uh, we get on the plane. It's like snowing, so they have to de-ice the plane. 
and then we're just sitting there for like 20 minutes nothing's happening the the uh plane the pilot gets on the the mic and he's like hey so we can't start up our engine uh they're bringing this machine over that's going to blow hot air into the engine and uh we're going to try and get it going for you folks so essentially they're trying to jump start this plane. Oh, are you talking about Chicago to Milwaukee? We're talking about Milwaukee. The whole to, no, the oh. whole the yeah. whole Just thing. Just let them go this whole So thing. long story short uh, they can't jump start the plane, which again is crazy to even think about that you can just jump start a plane. <laughs> the machines aren't working, so it's nine o'clock. We've been sitting on the tarmac for three hours. Oh my we gosh. have to get off the plane, get on a different one, fly to Chicago. So our flight from Chicago to Miami was supposed to leave at eight AM. We didn't leave Milwaukee until nine thirty. So we missed that? our connection yep. like easily. So then we get there. Luckily, Jack, like, was the man. He took care of everything. Like, he he was talking to customer service, figuring out what the plan was. But basically, we were told we're stuck in Chicago until there's openings on a plane to Miami because people didn't show up, people canceled, oh et cetera, et cetera. So we were there from, I don't know, 10 to 7. Yeah. So eight-hour layover in Chicago. We had already been up at three, so oh we thought we were gonna be in Miami at like twelve, yeah. like hanging we out. We'd have we got to, to Miami at like nine p.m. It was rough, and, and we like, just, like air, to bed. And again, the like airport taxi driver. Yeah, the so we get there, <laughs> and then we're and we're all gassed. We land in Miami. Delusional, yeah. So, yeah, oh we're all gosh. just like delirious, and we have to get like the hotel. Luckily, had a shuttle for us to get on, so we're waiting takes 30 minutes for the shuttle to get there we hop in and then this like huge family is also getting in so like i'm like <laughs> almost course. sitting on I- ike's lap while this mom has a kid next to us on her lap like all of us crammed into this like almost like party bus <laughs> and the guy like drove like a maniac it like was 40 crazy. miles over the speed Fi- yeah like 50 <laughs> miles an hour in a 25 just weaving in and out honking at people and they're all driving like every shuttle driver is driving like this so we're just like where are we right oh now and gosh. again it, we're all delirious so we finally get to the hotel it's fine the cruise is awesome um yeah that cruise was cool you guys the cruise was a blast it, it was really fun but then so we get off again we're kind of like how did that just happen like that was awesome miami we fly out to chicago that was fine and i don't know if uh, people listening to this will remember or not but there was like a crazy snowstorm near the end of january that dumped like two feet of snow on wisconsin in like a, a couple hours so we luckily got to fly right through that so we get to chicago the flight gets delayed i think by about an hour because of weather or no the plane was not they didn't have a pilot or something yeah. it was in like alabama and needed to be in atlanta and then had to come to chicago so it was already delayed we finally we finally get on they de-ice the plane yada 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 and we get about halfway to milwaukee it's a crazy like turbulent. we're in the air we're yeah we are oh, in the air it's crazy gosh. turbulent the the pilot gets on the phone hey folks so uh we're gonna have to turn this around uh it's not safe for us to fly in uh uh, we're not able like to land, land. in Milwaukee because of how much snow there oh is. Oh my god! So we turn around midair, land back in Chicago, <laughs> and played whipsie Yui. Like, <laughs> and the thing is, is this turnaround felt like it took a year. It did. It was yeah. like after they 
went on the mic saying that we were turning around. It felt like the landing process to get back in Chicago took forever. And I was unwell. Like, <laughs> by the time we landed, I'm like, I am not fucking flying. Yeah. Like, Ike and I literally took an Uber from Chicago to Milwaukee <laughs> because I'm like, I'm not getting back on a plane right now. Yeah. Oh and just to, like, paint God. the picture a little bit more, this is, like, the tiny United Express flight that yeah. smells like piss. And it's really <laughs> And, this, and like, it's, like, one seat on each side. People talking to me that are really old. Oh, and and, like, and, we were pissed, and we were pissed because <laughs> it's such a small plane. We couldn't actually put our carry-ons above the seats, so we had to uh, check all of it. So that was like five hundred bucks or something. Oh my yeah, that god! Was a yeah. The layover in Chicago from like while waiting to get to Milwaukee was already like five hours, like without any delays. Oh. So it was already long. And then like to bet on Michael's point, it's snowing so hard you can't see anything yeah, outside. So you, so you, you have, have no, no clue. Gauge, you yeah. have no idea. Oh, we're even like you could feel it was descending, but you're like we're. I don't even know if we're close to Chicago. We could have been above the Milwaukee yeah. airport uh, for all we knew. Um, so Michael and Ike, we land, they Uber, we get back in the air in like 30 minutes and we're like, uh, I guess it's okay. We yeah. luckily landed safely in Milwaukee. Um, but then, uh, we, we got our luggage, but there it's the craziest highways I've ever seen. It was like a foot and a half of oh snow on like major, like highway 41, like major Milwaukee highways. And we had to drive back, um, to Oshkosh, uh, in that with our rear wheel drive van, which it, is usually like an hour yeah. trip an hour and a half, what? Four, four hours, four, four hours. hours. We went 20 <laughs> miles an hour on the highway from Milwaukee. Fish tailing all over it. Yeah. I did not think we were going to make it. I'm literally no having music. like PTSD right now. Just that, talking about it. That like, ended our, that ended <laughs> these our, these guys are like tour. shaking over here. They're like, uh, yeah. reliving it. So bad. Yeah. yeah that, was, that was not fun. So I don't know if that's like asked us what our best. Yeah. That's not like a cool story for tour. We yeah, almost died on every transportation we took. Yeah. But I don't yeah. think we ever talked about that, like on a podcast or anything. No. That was the first That's time That's hilarious. That but the cruise itself was great. It was awesome. The cruise was awesome. Who else was on that? Who are some notable Neon artists? Neon Trees. Oh my gosh. Uh, American Authors. The band Lit, who plays My Own Worst Enemy. Yeah. Um, Sister Hazel. Magic Giant. Need to Breathe. Did you guys Need like hang breathe. out with them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, like I gosh. have the. I have the lead singer of American Authors number now, and like he like gave us feedback on our next single. Like, it's sick. You yeah. guys, was, that is so cool. I was playing roulette with the lead singer of Lit for like thirty minutes, and I didn't. I didn't even like. I walk in the casino at like noon, and he's playing. It was just him there. Like, there's only like two people at this table, and then he's like to me, "What band are you in?" Like the astronomers. Like, what about you? He's like, "I'm in Lit." Oh. Lit. <laughs> so, <laughs> awesome, dude. So then we were talking. And, uh, the craziest thing about that was, you know, roulette, right? Where you bet yeah, on yeah. numbers. I was going to say, like, is he putting money on red or money on black kind of guy? Well, he's like to <laughs> me, after like 10 minutes of playing with him or something, he's like, I always play the numbers 9 and 19 because that's my birthday. Like, shut up. That's my birthday, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, Wait, we figure out hilarious. we have the same birthdays right? through him, like, betting on numbers at yeah. roulette. And this is like at noon on a cruise ship and we're you know i've been listening to that song for like everyone knows that song yeah and it's just crazy yeah that he's a is super so cool guy. and awesome. then a few days later i see him on the boat he's wearing an astronomer's hat and stuff and you guys that is so cool i'm yeah. not over that now when <laughs> yeah. i hear that song i'll be like hey his birthday is 919 yeah exactly yeah <laughs> that yeah. is so yeah. cool damn really cool well guy. you guys have an upcoming tour i'll let you promote it you want to talk about it where are we all headed 
We're going out west, so Denver, out Colorado. West. All right. Um, we're and then Seattle, Portland, Pasadena, San Francisco, and Phoenix. So it's gonna be a little six show run and last about two weeks. It's gonna be great. Did you guys just decide West Coast? Like, let's do it. Yeah, or? we've never mm-hmm. been, and we've had a lot of like people saying like, "Come here." Okay. So so far so good on ticket sales and. Uh, I was gonna to say, people. do you guys have a lot of streams from out west? I know you have them from yeah, all like, over. Yeah, we do. Yeah, like Los Angeles and Denver are in our top five. I think awesome. Seattle too. Yeah, Seattle's up there too. That's so cool. Well, that'll be awesome. You guys looking forward to it when you leave? Uh. June 15th or 16th 16th, one of those yeah awesome coming up yeah that is so exciting damn well you guys have a hot take prepared you want to get in the hot take section I do yeah you guys want to join in or do you not have one yeah Ike texted me about this like 30 minutes ago okay okay very good very good well I'll let you guys start hot take section let's hear it Ike sure I'll start all right um so I like to put mayo on hot dogs because mayo is good on anything. I actually tried one on a Dorito too, but you tried mayo on a Dorito. Yeah, Ben saw Ben <laughs> was not there. even yeah. like Chipotle mayo too, just straight just up just mayo. regular. Mayo? Okay, so straight Josh mayo. got me on Hellman's mayo. Wait, isn't Instead that like the <laughs> basic mayo? Got yeah. me on yeah. Hellman's yeah. mayo. <laughs> like it's this Wait, obscure I'll take thing. Credit yeah. for it, but yeah, no, yeah. I, I, you know. That's where I got it. <laughs> okay. That's where I Wait, got it. Wait, so do you have you ever tried ranch on a hot dog? Like, what does uh, that so? No. You no. like you you literally ranch. prefer mayo over ketchup on a hot dog. Well, mayo and ketchup, but it's Bold. just the mayo part that's like kind of weird. But it's that it's is good. so yeah, that is weird. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I don't know, Michael, you think it's weird, right? You were talking about it yesterday. Well, I just said I think it's weird that it's like just plain mayo. Like it's mm. not, like I love chipotle. Chipotle mayo, mayo is so or like good. spicy like ranch mayo yeah. like or whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> But like just regular mayo, like I think I only put on like a chicken sandwich, okay. like like mm-hmm. with bread. I'm gonna sympathize with Ike here because uh, and Ben and I guess Michael will know this. I used to work at Culver's, and you get so bored in the kitchen and it's like slow at nine o'clock, so you just like eat anything <laughs> and you try anything. So we would try everything Thank with you. everything, and mayo was like consistently the best thing to dip like pickles, fries. That chicken tenders so like yeah, like whatever like whatever <laughs> like whatever we would find like cheese curds like it was that all that gives the same mayo, energy so. of like when you're younger and you're like a kid and you're walking down the middle of the night like looking for something to eat you're like oh mayo like that looks like shredded yeah. cheese that looks good it's like uh, an ingredients mm. mayo's good though it's consistently good on just everything i haven't tried hot dogs so i guess i can't <laughs> say that but we'll see yeah all right josh yeah. Uh, so i'm i'm very much in the minority here um because uh like Morgan Wallen is like the number one country artist ever and a ton of streams, et cetera. But I really hate this trend of like trap, rap, electronic drums and country music and <laughs> rock music. Okay, I'm biased. I- I'm a drummer, but it drives me off the wall. I, I don't like it at Are we all. Are talking like Old Town Road? Kind of like no, tra- not even that because that's like a, like a rap song. What's the one on IXX? Uh, Last night. Yeah, the, okay. yeah, yeah. that I one drives that. me insane. I don't know. <laughs> At least for me, I like if I want to listen to country music, I want to listen to country music. If I want to listen to rap music, I want to listen to rap music. But like, I don't need this like weird. So like, like, like fart. <laughs> yeah, right. I said fifty, but I don't like. I, I don't know. I just don't like it. I respect it. I'm like a huge country fan, and I, I agree with that to a point. I love the song last night, but there is a point that it's too much. It's too much of a combination, and it sounds terrible. And they try and make it sound good, especially like 
the rap, like when they mix artists in country songs and they try to rap, or like in co- a country artist tries to rap, I'm like, you have that twang. It doesn't sound good. Yeah, I like don't that know. organic country. Yeah. Attri- yeah. yeah. Which I mean, yeah. like I, I kind what of you agree. like. To a point, I agree. Because I like some weird stuff, but that that's one. And then like rock too. Like there's a bunch of like pop punk songs that have like these weird like hip hop beats, and it, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that's my that's my hot take. I like it. So my hot take is. And I'm definitely the minority in the band because I know you guys all like caffeine, but fuck caffeine. I don't like it. <laughs> ben, Why? I don't drink coffee. I agree with you. Oh, you don't I don't drink coffee. I don't like soda, anything with caffeine. Yeah, Sometimes same. It's not like I don't it. even, I like, I don't hate it. I just don't need it. I don't, like, it's not something I crave. He made me a cup of coffee, like, like a year or two ago. I will say that was not a good one, though. Cause that was like, <laughs> it was like a dark roast. Like it was the whatever it was, content. I was like my first caffeine intake in my yeah, life, basically. So you've never even had like a Starbucks something or another where it puts no. in that sugar that it might taste good. Mm-hmm. I just drink water and beer. That's what about it. a bubbler? <laughs> no, he doesn't like fruit. No, I don't like fruit. Either. You don't like fr- you should have started That's with the that. Hot <laughs> I feel like that <laughs> is more insane. I don't yeah. like I don't like candy. Like, I don't really fruity, like candy, candy either. Is. But you don't like fruit. Nothing no. fruity at all. I don't like fruit. Like anything. I don't like gum. I like soda. What like do you coffee. like eat? Do you do like you make chicken, like a burger. He's like, steaks. I eat chili brats. Two of them uh, each morning. You saw it. Brats, steaks, chicken. Uh, do you have veggies? Rice. Yeah, I like, oh, I like veggies. Carrots. Corn. <laughs> um, I cannot believe that. But like, back, coffee can slide because I don't like coffee. Yeah. So, like, I'm on your side. Fruit? Yeah, I just what don't like hell? it. It's, it's just gross. Uh, I think. Ben, you had a very bad first experience with caffeine, but I don't disagree with you when you say, like, it's really good if you're not reliant on caffeine. Like, I I wouldn't say I'm, like, reliant on it, but I definitely have something sort of caffeine, like, every day in the morning. Probably use it right now. I'm pretty tired. I was going to say, like, today, like, it's like we're about to hop on our meeting. Dude's, like, sleeping. (laughs) Hey, he was up till four. He's working. He got that night shift. You want to try this? This is caffeinated. What's in it? What is it? It's, like... Is C4. that your mud water? Oh, C4, no. No, you don't no, try it's that. Fruity. It's fruity. Yeah. yeah. It's mud water. It's the Starbucks. What's the Starburst. in that? Isaac's just over here getting trashed during no. this. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac's like, I'm not going to remember anything I said. No, no there's, I'm kidding, there's I'm nothing in there like that, but I don't know. You, you don't want to try it? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael, what's your hot take? Mine's not like crazy, but maybe some people will think so. Um, For all the fellow Midwesterners, quick trip breakfast night and day over mcdonald's oh without a doubt yeah i have people who come to me and say oh my gosh mcdonald's breakfast i'm like first of all you're not up before 10 30 a.m and then it's gone also Second that of all, is brutal why don't they have all day breakfast what anymore? A i've been bad that. poor yeah. marketing yeah bad. they, they promoted McDonald's. that for so long and then i went for a while because i'm like oh they have all day breakfast like i want a breakfast sammy not there. So yesterday or two days ago, I was up before 10.30 a.m. because I had to take the van. I feel like we should clap tires. for that. I feel like that yeah. never happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in uh, I was in Fond du Lac taking the van in to get tires. And uh, I'm like, oh, I can actually get McDonald's breakfast right now. I was so excited. I got some hash browns. I got like one of their like biscuit things and totally blows Quick Trip out of the water. For what? sure. I, I actually no. I agree with yep. Michael. Yep. I think Quick Trip's no. better. 
more of a variety you go in and you feel like a kid in a candy shop you're like they have breakfast sandwiches they have those chicken sandwiches they have they really have everything there it is just night and day because you can hop into quick trip at any time of the day and get your sausage egg and cheese croissant but you have to get up in the morning and get a subpar dry bagel and egg and it's just like it's there's not enough to make me choose McDonald's and wait in line and get it over Quick Trip. I kind mm-hmm. of I I think I agree. I will say the Quick Trip uh chicken and waffle sandwiches are insane, but it's okay. a rare. Well, it's rare to find it's them. It's just it's the variety <laughs> that they have that just is so good. Yeah. I think it's yeah, it's, it's good. I still get it. And you I'll, can just grab yeah. it. You can just grab yeah. it. You don't have to you like get up right there away. and get the pressure of ordering it exactly. and then after you order, oh shit. Do you think you, you guys being on tour and relying so much on gas station food has an impact on that or? I think we're going to try to get away from it as much as we can. It's just really hard. Yeah. Like we want to eat better on tour cuz like you can fall into a slippery slope. Yeah. Very, no, that makes sense. Very underrated part of tour. Um, at least for me, who's someone who hasn't traveled a ton, is like trying area gas stations. Yes, yeah. it was very cool. To yes. Like, this is the quick trip of the East oh Coast, my gosh, or, yeah. or like the like the Casey's yeah. or whatever. Yeah, my yeah. roommates and I have done quite a few road trips, and like Casey's you don't so even bad. realize it. Bucky's, right? That's what we're. I mean, it was Bucky's. We were at one, but I, yeah. there's there's a few different ones. Yeah, and going through different states, you're like, oh, this is so their quick trip. Do you have a hot take or is that not something you do? Um, no, I do have a hot take. I'll go off your food your food ones. Okay. I don't think Caesar dressing is good. I don't know if that's on. Oh, we just had that last night. Was that on the... That chicken Caesar salad. Really? That's uh-huh. like the most probably classic one you can get. I don't hate it and I'll eat it. And I had like a little bit of it last night. Like I don't think it's terrible, but I don't think it's as good as people hype it up to be. Like if, I'm, if I want a salad, I'll give me some like raspberry vinaigrette or like a okay. little summer salad like caesar just doesn't taste good See, i've never I had it i wouldn't know i don't like salads. you've Man. never even had caesar dressing i don't think no. i've had it either did you just say you don't like sauce either no i, I don't eat salads oh well that makes so, sense i feel like that yeah. was a given at this point yeah. <laughs> yeah, i don't like ranch on the salad and okay. that's so common but like i think it's yeah. better dipped in like other things that are more like salty and like i like, agree like I love dipping ranch in like a pizza. Yep, I agree. I oh agree. Oh my that. gosh. Very good. Damn. Well, that's that's all yeah. we have for hot takes. Before we end the episode, do you guys have any last words you want to say to the viewers? No, I mean we hope to see you at a show. There's going to be a lot of local shows coming up soon, and also all over the country. So, you know, come hang with us, and hopefully we can put on a good time. Yeah, it'll yeah. be a party. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. And what would you guys say to anyone who's out there who? maybe wants to do their own thing like you guys are doing right now and just don't know how to, maybe are scared to. Ooh, well, we shout this from the rooftops. Yes, Literally, do not focus on gear. You do not need expensive gear to make hit radio songs. Don't focus on, you know, going to college or like figuring out like, oh, is this industry standard? There is no standard. Watch YouTube videos figure it out as you go like that's you're gonna have the most fun doing it that way versus having someone say like this is the textbook way of doing things figure it out as you go and you know watch videos to to like find your sound Mm -hmm. and don't change your sound to what sells like passionately find your sound and like go with that you know be unique that's awesome Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for joining us thank today. Thank you. Yes, having the astronomers. And as always, everybody, remember to own who you are, mean what you say, and whatever you do, do it with emphasis, baby. I will see you next Tuesday. You guys know that how I end each episode, the jingle I end each episode with is your guys's. 
Or it's one oh, of yours? Right. Ben, I think it's that's yours. True. Ike and I oh, worked on yeah, that until right. like 7 a.m. Yeah. like a couple years ago. Uh, yeah. What? That, yeah, yeah. Really? how I end each episode is a little jingle that these two put together. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Like, you guys are kind of like awesome. music? It was, uh, it, was, it was from the start uh, instrumental for Kid Indigo and he didn't use it. So we're like, oh, this is a perfect jingle. No yeah. way. I'm going to have to. Oh, cool. Yeah, you <laughs> can wait. Noticed. Do a little yeah, beatbox for it for me. Do you guys remember how it goes? It's like, dude. Something like that. That's pretty good. That's like yeah. the drum part. Yeah. But like, yes. there's so much more to it. Yeah. yeah. Might, it as so well, might as well roll it. Might yeah. as well. All right. All right. <laughs>